0: Hello lovely podcast people, I hope you're well. This podcast is um, basically someone's commented on one of my Instagram posts, I actually can't remember which one it was now, I've got my phone next to me so I can look, it was the post where I said, let me quickly look, have you heard these clowns trying to tell people that calorie counting is pointless, I actually want to do more on this, Um, around all these people essentially trying to sell books, make money, sell poo testing kits you know, to personalise your nutrition, which is absolute rubbish. You can't do that yet with these stupid tests, but whatever. So he commented on this post, and um, I I just realised I didn't start this podcast in the right way. This isn't very good. Let me start again. Sorry. Hello, lovely podcast people. Um, Very quickly, a mention to our new show sponsor, um mac nutrition uni the the, this podcast will be sponsored from now on until the 13th of july by mac nutrition uni they've paid me inordinate sums of money to tell you how amazing the course is and really i would have done it for free if i'm totally honest but because i believe in the product i've used the product myself (laughs) anyway i'm gonna sneeze i will be mentioning i'm gonna sneeze think i'm gonna sneeze <clears throat> excuse me look at that don't edit that out lucy <laughs> um bless me thank you appreciate that did anyone say bless me bless you i will be mentioning mac nutrition union enrollments that open on july the 13th for a little while because you know i've got a one of the top rated nutrition podcasts in in the world you know that's kind of weird to say isn't it anyway so mac nutrition uni Romans are opening if you really want to know more about it go on to mac nutritionunicom i'll probably have to do a bit more they'll need to send me a script to say you know tell me what they want me to tell people in future but anyway there is now a prerequisite course a short course that's been specifically written if you don't have one of the prerequisites quickly email the team over there they're a great bunch of guys and gals guys is kind of unisex is it I I think it is. Oh, don't get me started on gendered stuff. Right, anyway, let's get on. This comment, how does... Basically, this comment was, I thought, oh my goodness, there's so much here. I I can't type. You know Instagram's annoying. Anyway, I can't type the whole answer here. I really want to give him a good answer. And likewise, the way he or she actually, I'm not entirely sure, or they uh, have commented is in a really polite way, often people comment and you, they're not teachable, they're not there, they're not wanting to, they're just like, but, 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 I hate the word but when someone, yeah, but, oh my goodness, really, really grinds my gears to beyond belief. But they've been really teachable in this, um, I, I think, from my many, 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 many years of answering questions on the internet. So how does the hormonal effect that foods play on the body now you know instantly there's a little bit of maybe not quite correct terminology going on here but they go on to clarify you know causing increases in ghrelin now ghrelin is one of these gut hormones some people you know very niche people sort of talk about ghrelin belly and realistically it's more a case of maybe foods decreasing ghrelin is more what we are talking about or the absence of their ability to decrease ghrelin maybe factors that contribute to hypothyroidism so you know this it's such this is the problem when you get questions they're so convoluted like that that isn't that isn't simple i can't just go the hormonal effects because there's so many different things you could be talking about there and then downstream of that what what effects do they have on hormones as this person maybe wants to but really they care about outcomes and so for instance and and i just wanted to have this discussion i can't remember uh, you know this comment has just come in i've not prepared for this podcast but i know you know there's things in my head if i talk about research i'll you know i'll be able to pull the research up to support i've got a good enough memory i've read these things i've been doing this long enough that i can give you some good evidence-based answers without really kind of looking up the answer and I was just sort of here and close by. Well, that sneeze has me, given me a runny nose. Oh, this is gonna be a nightmare of a podcast. I need tissues in here. God, did you see Amber Heard blowing her nose in the courtroom? Weird, wasn't it? Anyway, I'm gonna have to cope. So this issue is, so I don't know if I've I've talked about quality versus quantity. I feel like I probably have, and if I have, I will link you back to that podcast in the show notes for further detail. But when we talk about, like, quality and quantity is completely a false dichotomy. Now, the post that I did on Instagram was nothing about you should or shouldn't count calories. It was people who saying it's pointless, which there is a big crowd of people who want to tell you that, you know, the best way to work with clients is only using hand portions and thumbs and fists and whatever, because that's their method. They want you to buy into their method. And there's another group of individuals who want you to test your gut because calorie counting is so pointless. And, you know, there's this individual diversity and genetic differences, and therefore calorie counting is completely pointless. Like, it's just silly 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 messaging that only comes from zealots that only comes from well not just zealots people who maybe just want to make a bit of money and therefore if they just mislead you just a little bit it'll help them to maybe sell a product or a course or a whatever so you know this this you don't have to choose between between quality and quantity and when I say quantity, I'm generally talking about calories, but of course we could talk about quantity of food as in food volume, and there can be a you can have the same food volume but very different density of calories. So you know, same amount of food but very you know high calorie foods or low calorie foods. But this question here: factors that contribute to hypothyroidism. Well, If you get an individual who is completely deficient in iodine and that leads to towards hypothyroidism, it's a very, very, very different discussion from going, you know, you need to be in a calorie deficit to lose weight. Likewise, and this is a huge factor I want to talk about because later on, you know, they've gone on eating fast food every day, I'll read out the whole question in a minute. But the simple point is is we do need to talk about energy. Like, lots of people can't lose weight and they go to the doctor and their thyroid is fine. And it becomes a re- this whole idea oh it's my hormones oh it's this or you know a personal trainer or nutritionist or who you know whoever heaven forbid a dietitian but even the doctors and the dietitians out there who are out to mislead people because there are lots of them the most famous doctors and dietitians are tending to be the ones that misleading people because misinformation gets shared, misinformation gets engagement from both positive and negative individuals, they get famous, it's just this steamroller. If I could, when people tag me in, in bad information, I tend to not comment or like their comment because all I'm doing is helping that person's engagement. You know, if I feel like I can write, if I have time to write a long comment and explain why the post is completely wrong. The problem is if I do that, often it just gets deleted. So, but if I can do that, if it boosts the engagement, hopefully people see my comment and then they stop being misled and I've done some good in the world. But um, back on topic, I'm going to read you the full question quickly without trying to n- narrate us alongside it. So increases in ghrelin factors that contribute to hypothyroidism play into this that's the part i find confusing because some perspectives say that it's more than just calories in versus calorie out and that the effects on hormones play into the role of how the body responds to particular foods and whether or not they support weight loss and that the effects on hormones Play into the role of how the body responds to particular foods. Like, again, I guess this is just, this is someone who, I guess, is trying to learn, is a bit confused. This sentence doesn't really make sense if, you know, I wouldn't say that directly to them because it kind of comes across as mean, but I'm obviously trying to help. Like, Mm. let's start with this factor. When you change your calories in or calories out, you impact the body's hormones that's the right thing for your body to do if we're starving our body changes stuff it changes our hormones it changes our behaviors there is a you know people talk about starvation mode typically starvation mode is not a thing however the starvation response is a very real phenomenon that is pretty well studied and we understand it i talk a little bit about it in my tour talks Because it's important for us to understand. So we, you know, again, calories, uh, calorie in and calorie out is this dynamic thing. It changes daily if we increase calories. Sometimes we increase calories out. And therefore, by understanding this dynamic thing, you go, well, this person's got hypothyroid. So therefore, calories in, calories out doesn't work. Yes, it does. Because all that hypothyroidism is doing Is changing that energy balance equation, you know, very, very simply for this discussion. Obviously, there are symptoms and and stuff to do with hypothyroidism that are beyond, you know, like constipation, for instance. What's that got to do with calories in, calories out? Although, having a very low calorie in can lead to a diagnosis of constipation when, you know, a particular type of constipation based on frequency of bowel movement and some of the um, diagnostic criteria for constipation being diagnosed. So, you know, this thing on ghrelin, it's like you you change the way you eat. Your appetite hormones will be affected. We know, again, if you eat lots and lots of sugar, for instance, there's this what's called an inadequate compensation for those calories. So they don't satiate us, make us feel full in the same way that other calories might. Like there is a a really good compensatory effect of eating protein we understand that maybe if people increase their protein they actually tend to eat less calories over the day because of the satiating effect the impact of protein on ghrelin this gut hormone for instance so when when we talk about these things it's it still always comes back to calories and calories out. People go, oh, it's not calories and calories out. What if you eat protein then you'll lose? Yeah, because it impacted your appetite and you ate less calories. And also ever so slightly teeny, teeny, tiny little bit more calories used in the process of metabolizing protein. That the thermic effect of food is a little bit higher, but again, very marginal. But again, it's still a discussion of energy balance, usually where this discussion of hormones comes into play. So I've I've, I've kind of said like oh, I won't go on. Where this discussion of hormones is like insulin. Will carbohydrates release insulin, and insulin stops fat burning? So blah blah blah. But we have many 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 studies that really have irrefutably shown that the insulin model of obesity the carbohydrate hypothesis of obesity and the proponents of that are even completely changing you know it's gone from carbs are bad to actually oh no it's sugar to oh no it's fructose to you know because their model was really reductionist it 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 tried to whittle obesity down to one macronutrient um, when it's just not that simple so usually that's where this hormone thing now you know this individual has has mentioned ghrelin and then they've mentioned i guess thyroid hormones is what they mean when they're talking about hypothyroidism but again it's the calories in and the calories out yes like there's still the end factor we always have to come back to like oh but this food if i eat almonds you don't digest you don't absorb all of the calories from almonds well, yeah. Therefore, the number of calories going in is lowered. It's still about calories. The The point being is that calories are an inexact science. They're not as exact. This would be what the honest review would be. You know, the science of calories is inexact. We can't take, you know, we are using predictive equations to begin with. And the labels on food are predictive. Um, or estimate, sorry and therefore you need to have some consistency in your diet and then you can just make changes based on a consistent foundation and then from a consistent foundation you make changes in a direction and then you will make progress. This is where I see people doing things like Simming World, Weight Watchers, or using something like MyFitnessPal to track, and they have no consistency in the way they eat, and then they don't really get consistent results. Because there are so many, you know, and they eat, a, they eat out a lot, and they're even there then putting estimates into the MyFitnessPal, which uses estimates, and there's just too much estimation, there's too much noise in the equation and there's some really practical advice for some of you out there i think on my flex success guest podcast which you should go listen to i talked about this they they kind of said you know what's your one piece of advice and it was such a boring but so useful bit of advice where i talked about this you know consistent foundation and making you know changes based on a solid starting point rather than just oh cool shot in the dark of what calorie counter says shot in you know random foods each day different foods different meal patterns and you just go oh i don't know why i'm not getting consistent results okay i'm curious if it's more on a long-term basis of consuming foods that are nutrient dense versus not i.e. a person eating fast food every day and someone eating whole foods with the same amount of calories will they both lose weight if at a deficit Yes, pretty much, but one person will feel like, and the other person won't. Like, yes, again, you probably won't feel great. This is why it's crazy when people say, you won't lose weight if you eat processed foods. Like, we all know people who have done it. Um, And there, you know, Professor Mark Haub did the Twinkie diet and someone else did another, I can't remember what diet they did and you know and even what was super interesting in that situation was he only ate twinkies only look it up professor mark haub h a u b um i had a chat with him i was going to get him to do something for us once and you know he only ate twinkies he he worked out what his calorie deficit was and he felt terrible the whole time however his Health markers which he tested before and after improved. I believe his systolic blood pressure, his diastolic blood pressure. I think his fasting blood glucose, uh, his total cholesterol, um, his uh, LDL cholesterol. All of these things improved. I believe uh, you, you know, like at least eighty percent of what I've just said. I'm ninety nine percent sure on. <laughs> that's a bit of a wrong. Um, I'm a hundred percent sure, sixty percent of the time, every time, probably. Um, don't quote me on that. So, you know, that's an interesting one because we do have energy balance as a bit of like a master regulator for for those of us who are fairly inactive, maybe eat a bit too much. Um, for 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 the energy that we need, we we are carrying more body fat than our body would be accustomed to, like to, is healthy for us and our blood markers are showing us that. Long term, definitely not healthy and I'm definitely not recommending. I'm just showing you that at least in the short term that he lost weight and he got healthier from these blood markers, if he did that for a year or more, obviously he's going to end up in a bad way. So, and and then they finish, like how does food quality play into this? So, There there is this, you know, now that I'm saying this out loud, I feel like, do you know what, I maybe have spoken about this in a podcast before. But, you know, there's a study where they they swapped all of the the grains that they were eating, all for either processed grains or all whole grains, their entire diet. Off the top of my head, I feel like there was about a thousand calories, but either all coming from whole grains or all from processed. And they looked at some of, you know, this stuff that people are going, oh, if you eat whole foods, you know, the, your gut will be able to take out more of the energy if it's processed. But if it's whole, then the, the matrix of the food is, uh, is going to change the amount that you can actually digest and absorb. Yeah, we know that. That's kind of the discussion around almonds, um, the fibrous matrix of, of almonds maybe are doing this but in this study where they where it was a huge shift i'm not just talking the client who's eating oats i literally said this to someone uh who, who i'm just sort of helping on on the fly a bit with their nutrition their coach had told them to cut chocolate out and they and it was impacting their adherence they're not telling the coach whatever it's messed up it's a it's a terrible relationship if i'm totally honest uh so you know her kind of side coach, she's of got a coach and a side coach, and then me, who's the only one who knows what he's doing, you know, adherence is, is, was waning. And they've been told they must cut this out. Why? Absolutely no reason. Um, so I'd look, just, have you got any rice or sweet potato or oats that you're eating in the day that you just, you know, and then, yeah, like, my third meal, I I don't need all the sweet potato, blah, 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 whatever. Cool isocaloric match it for your dark chocolate that you were mega enjoying in the morning in your oats or whatever she was doing oh you're amazing yes i am thank you you know that's the real life scenario of what i'm discussing here i'm not going eat twinkies all day long i'm talking about what i just did for that client that has maximized their progress because what you can adhere to is most important not whether you're eating some du- like as well i'm pretty sure she's eating dark chocolate which tastes like and not the kind of ass that you want to eat. It's horrid. And so but but this coach is going, oh you need to do that because we need to we need to tighten things up, we need to dial things in. Um so and in this study <laughs> going back to what I was talking about, I believe the difference in calories was somewhere in the region of 60 to maybe 80 calories difference absorbed. You know, in the day, so they they're eating two and a half ish thousand calories, and if they swapped all of the calories from whole grain to all completely processed food sources, they were able to extract an extra, you know, whatever in this region, roughly seventy calories. I'll post a link to the study in the show notes. Like it's ridiculous. Like, so so if we did a quarter of that. We're now down to less than 20 calories, whatever it is. 17.5 or something. I can't even do the maths anymore. Yeah, I reckon it's about that. 70 divided by four. Um, we're going to have to work it out now. One. Yeah, yeah, 17.5. Look at that. That was quick maths. Could you do that? Um, Ollie's getting really good at, at mental arithmetic. I love it. Sorry. 17.5 calories. for If, if we're exchanging a quarter of all of our... You know, sit, stand up and sit down a few times. Cool, we're now equal. It's ridiculous. The The discussion then becomes, okay, if she swapped a whole of her porridge for like a, ground rice, is it? Is that one of the breakfast things? You, you mix ground rice and then you put some sugar and water and it's just this delightful, gooey, sweet, something or other. Someone introduced that to me once. I was like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. Left me feeling so hungry and so unsatisfied. And i realized that Um, and then i was able you know if i'm eating at maintenance or gaining great i'll use that as a choice when i want because it tastes delightful uh but when i'm wanting to reduce ghrelin uh, or wanting to make myself feel full up and satiated i'm not going to choose that it's this is the this is real life, this is the stuff, this is the stuff that isn't sexy and doesn't sell, like the stuff that sells is the BS, it's the rubbish, it's the oh I'm gonna scare you about these things and tell you about this magic pill, it's gonna gonna take your responsibility out of the equation um, and I'm gonna sell it to you for a bit and then you're gonna realise that it doesn't work and you're gonna feel rubbish and I'm gonna leave with your money. So this, this discussion of like hormones, it's you know people go oh if you count calories and you're in a deficit then your body's going to try and protect itself like and then it'll slow down your metabolism right even if you don't so there was a guy who genuinely his name's Phil Richards i think he still might be in the industry um hi phil if anyone sends this to you are you still talking rubbish he 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 again was like a Welsh version of Charles Poliquin or Charles Loloquin as we know him. Um, He's not in the industry anymore, fortunately. And um, they both just talked rubbish to make money and it really frustrates me which is why I still give out to them and don't care. And he, Phil, I'm pretty sure I've got a screen recording from like a few years back where he did a Facebook Live or something. And he literally was saying to people, or oh, maybe, I can't remember. I've got, I've got them all these things saved because if anyone tries to sue you and it's like, well, oh, he said this about me. And I'm like, yeah, well, here's the proof. And it's not true. You can't sue me for telling the truth, pal. Um, but he essentially said that you when you count calories your body hears you i'm pretty sure that was the word that triggered me your body hears you right imagine imagine you're like right how many like so i had 80 calories from an apple your body's like you hear that lads you hear that i should give the, i should give the body a different accent um i won't because i'll be accused of being racist or something ridiculous. But you hear that lads he's counting again right batten down the hatches you guys over there adrenaline come back in you know we're not doing that anymore t3 stop that leptin come out come sit on the couch we need to batten down the hatches he's restricting calories again we can't let him go you know so it's like oh you know it hears you counting and it slows down your metabolism Like and and so I I, at the time I did a few skits and talks. Like imagine you just go, I'm I'm not going to count in, you know. One, two, three. You know they don't they don't speak Spanish. Is that Spanish I was just doing? Um nine, five, three. German, good. And what is it? Two, trois, quatre, cinq, six, sept, huit, neuf, dix. Oh, un petit peu français. my podcast is great isn't it you could listen to this like you listen to radio one or or te is that a irish one i think that might be a tv channel in ireland or as r for those of you speak english properly Ooh, we're off topic aren't we But he said this, that you could hear the calories, that that, that your body could hear you counting calories. It was crazy. It doesn't matter what diet you do. Veganism, keto, you lose. You know, people go, you just need to eat better. You just need. I don't know where I've gone, but you just need to eat better. And then, you know, don't count calories. I'm probably doing Joe Wicks, aren't I? You know, it's old school science. If you, Even if you don't count them, but you're in calorie deficit, your body will still respond the same way as if you counted them. And you get all these horrific London nutritionists and nutritional therapists, these like hippy-dippy types going, Oh, we need to nourish the body. We're going to nourish it with some warm water and some lemon. And that's breakfast, Sam Smith. That was Sam Smith breakfast from his nutritionist i won't name her oh close close but i'm not gonna um and he lost weight of course he did because you cut out an entire meal to nourish him with lemon and that was there honey i don't think there was anyway alkalize his body nourish his body and get him to install anyway no i'm going off now so quality quantity i hope you've learned something and i hope you've been somewhat entertained it always comes back to energy balance i don't say this because i i haven't got shares in big calories big energy balance i don't have shares in bomb calorimeters to measure calories in food i don't stand to benefit from this i'd love to be more interesting by telling you that oh i mean that's niche interesting isn't it but oh you need to send me a fecal sample, guys. Like, maybe it's just someone with a weird... Uh, no, I'm not going to say weird fetish, because I'm not a kink shamer. You know, people's fetishes are theirs, and they you should own them, right? But he's got a fetish, maybe, you know, old old gut, gut specialist, and he wants you to send a fecal sample, and he wants to, you know, rummage around in there. A bit like Dr. Lol, Gillian McKeith. She wasn't a doctor, was she? She lied. You know, looking through you know, bags of feces and, oh, you need to eat more spirulina. <laughs> D- these things don't work. DNA testing doesn't work. Um, this this idea, constant blood glucose monitoring, it doesn't work. How your body responds to a food in terms of its insulin or glucose response. There, There aren't studies... Currently that can inform us on how to change our nutrition. Yes, we are genetically diverse. Yes, one person has a very different response to another person. But currently, the best thing you can do is, like, this is what some of these things do. They test your response to food and then they go, if you feel hungry after eating ice cream you should probably avoid doing that if your goal is weight loss like well duh didn't need to pay 150 pounds for a test could have just asked me the question which is what good mnu certified nutritionist but look at that that's almost like that thing in radio one where they did you know they link they did a link they gave like one person another person and then they went through do you know that one anyway about 10 of you are going yes it's called like Something link, anyway. Unlikely link. No, I don't know. But I've linked it back to a good, a good MNU certified nutritionist, or like even even just a basic, even a bad MNU certified nutritionist, even the worst MNU graduate. I don't know who you are. That isn't a person. That would be bad, wouldn't it? But even they would go, oh. You say you don't feel well or good or this way of eating doesn't suit you. I'm going to do something different. I'm going to help you. But, you know, a very, very, very good doctor would be able to do the same. And dietitian, nutritionist, whatever. But but this is the thing, practitioners, it's boring. I, it, back in the episode when I talked about why do people go to food intolerance testing? Why do these nutritionists... Go to selling DNA testing and because they were never taught properly how to work with real life human beings, and they just needed something. They needed a crutch. Maybe they wanted to make a bit of extra money. But I'm giving the benefit of the doubt. They needed a crutch to get people's buy-in. Okay, if I tell you you're intolerant to these foods, we get a starting point. You're going to listen to me a bit more. Anyway. I hope you've enjoyed that. Completely off the cuff, I'll get those studies added to the show notes and um, until next time, much love.